Good day. This is Free City Radio, the 54th edition. I'm your host, Stefan Christoph, in GeoGiage in Montreal. Today on the program, I'm going to be featuring an interview with uh, a filmmaker, Nicolas Renault, uh, who is of mixed Quebecois and Indigenous heritage, a member of the Huron Windat First Nations of Windake. Um, Nicholas has written a beautiful film, um, well, worked on a beautiful film, uh, which is a portrait of a young Inuk woman um, balancing her life between two worlds, between Nunavik and uh, Montreal. Uh, her life is shaped by a terrible tragedy, but also resilience and resistance. Um, it's an awesome film, and um, as mentioned, um, it sort of shares different worlds. Uh, it's showing this week in the city as part of the First People's Festival presence, Octoctone. Um, I wanted to share this conversation with Nicholas because it's awesome. And um, I really encourage people to look up the film if you can. Um, you can um, find some more information within the write-up uh, for the podcast. Um, so uh, I thought it'd be great to share this conversation. I think there's a huge wave of Indigenous-created films and music that is taking place right now uh, that I think goes a lot deeper than a lot of the mainstream discourse around um, you know, reconciliation and around Indigenous rights. Of course, the discourse is shifting, and that's very important, and it's great to see these topics uh, discussed, but uh, a film like the one that we hear about or the work of filmmaker who's on the show today, Nicolas Renault, I think is, is a lot deeper in sort of showing um, the, the human face and sort of the long-term uh, echo of these issues uh, beyond the headlines. So here's the conversation uh, here on Free City Radio, and uh, I hope you enjoy Yes, <laughs> recording in progress, and I'm speaking with Nicolas Renault, uh, who is a filmmaker, an educator, um, and has recently worked on a beautiful film called Metamorphosis um, that follows the experiences and life story of a young Inuk woman who's living in Montreal. Uh, we hear about her life, but of course the film talks more broadly about um, Indigenous experiences, particularly Anuk experiences, but speaks to broader um, sort of issues, but through really a personalized lens. First of all, thank you so much for taking the time to speak today. And uh, also just for people who are tuning in, if you could um, introduce yourself a bit, that would be really appreciated. Thank you. Well, thanks for the invitation. Thank you for taking the time to uh, watch the film and for your kind feedback about it. So uh, my name is Nicolas Renault. I'm a filmmaker uh, doing experimental and documentary work and also a video installation artist. I'm of a mixed uh, heritage, Quebecois and Indigenous. I'm an enrolled member of the Huron-Wendat First Nation of Wendake uh, near Quebec City. And I'm also... Um, newly a professor in uh, First People Studies at Concordia University. Respect, respect. Thanks for uh, outlining that. So Metamorphosis is a personal story 
Um, it's a beautiful short film. Um, can you share with us a bit about um, how you um, worked on the project? Um, we, we see sort of the life of Olivia. Um, we learn about her past, but we're also very much in the present. And, you know, one thing I really appreciated about the film is you really get a sense, despite the very deep injustices the film speaks to through you know, uh, personal experiences, you also get a sense of future and a sense of momentum in the, in the character's life. It's not just a victim story. It's, it's, it's a very empowering feeling you get, which, which I really appreciated. Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, well, first, uh, how I came to, to, to work on this and to meet Olivia, uh, I won't get into the details of the, the, the initial uh, meeting because it was actually for a contract, like a video gig for an institution. It was doing featuring like a young indigenous leaders to Canada. And uh, what happens sometimes that he, he, even with good intentions, people don't realize non-indigenous organizations or they tend to uh, exploit, uh, you know, in, indigenous uh, stories and, and especially trauma, <laughs> you know, they, 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 they want uh, to inject a good dose of... Uh, uh, indigenous trauma and drama in in into their activities and representations and and there's something i think that isn't right that is done at the expense of the people who want to share their story so i wasn't not comf comfortable with that and i walked out of the project but then i'd al already met olivia because at first it was presented as uh, something on anti-racism because she had been involved in campaign in montreal for anti-discrimination um on uh, sometimes issues like uh, difficulty for uh, renting apartments for indigenous people in Montreal. So she was involved in these kind of uh, anti-indigenous discrimination campaign or public awareness about you know, and problems indigenous people face. Um, and then I learned more of her personal story, which was very touching, uh, tragic, dramatic. So I thought, okay, let's, let's, let's make if you want, let's make a portrait, a free portrait of you outside of that uh, institutional uh, video of featuring uh, indigenous leadership. Let's let's focus on you. She's an artist too, you know. She's she's a video maker, a theater artist, uh, beading artist, and so I'm like, let's weave together something as you want. You say what you want. Uh, we film what you, what you want. Uh, and that's how it came about. Uh, I was personally interested in it uh, because she had such lucidity at a rather young age, in her early 20s, such lucidity on questions that, I, uh, that are important to me, that I even struggle with sometimes, like, like mixed heritage identity and such things. And, and for the when that people that I'm from, it's it's a collective condition. Everyone is mixed almost uh, in the community of Wendake, yet everyone has a strong sense of not being Quebecois. <laughs> um, and so th th these questions are close to me. Uh, so even though First Nations and Inuit culture are very different in my story, has nothing to do with Olivia's um, uh, at times very dramatic, very difficult story. 
um, I was pulled in by our own thinking, our own lucidity about mixed identity, about uprooting from territory, about such things. And so that was one of my way. And I, I thought we shared other things too, like the way she talks to animals all the time, <laughs> you know, talks to the seal that she's filming, talks to the cats in the alley, uh, uh, little, little things like that. Um, then about what you, what you said about the future, yes. Uh, what was interesting is that she was directly in a moment where she felt that there was a shift in, in her life and how she constructs her identity and how she deals with the past, you know, because uh, she arrived in Montreal because of a tragedy. Her, her, her mother was, was killed, was a victim of, of violence in, in, in Nunavik. So she's, um, she's a, a child of uh, murdered Indigenous women. Um, and I thought it was interesting to look into that. We don't hear so much in, in, into that. We hear about missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls, but uh, often there are children left behind. What, where do they become? Uh, where do they go? Uh, you know, where do they end up? Uh, and she, so she was in a phase where she came across the, the, the engraving by an Inuk artist that represented something that really reminded her of her mother. And she thought that if she got that inked on her skin as a tattoo, uh, it, it was kind of in sync with how her mind was in progress at the time that she was starting to accept, to remember the good times as a child with her mom, and as she says, that her identity wouldn't be forever the daughter of a murdered indigenous woman, but the daughter of that woman and someone who's half, in, half Inuk, half Quebecois, and, and goes through life her own way. So I thought this was so strong to me. She, 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 hadn't, she, she had not uh, gotten the tattoo yet. It was so strong to meet someone who was at that moment in her life experiencing that shift in her mind and looking for a, a concrete way to uh, symbolize it, to mark it. There's something I find very interesting too that maybe we share or that all indigenous people to some extent sh share and maybe religious people also in general, which is the need for rituals. Find about the, 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 the things you resolve in your head and how your life moves through different phases, but you need rituals and symbols to crystallize them to materialize them and for her it was that tattoo so that became the motif of one of the main motif of the film and thinking about the content of the film today um it's a portrait of someone whose life is shaped by a lot of the systemic issues that you know finally a lot of mainstream institutions are reckoning with, at least rhetorically, <laughs> um, in terms of language and discourse, um, whether it's around land acknowledgements, whether it's around sort of the shift in programming we see um, at Radio Canada and CBC. Um, but despite all those sort of discourse changes, there's still the very um, concrete realities of people's lives that are shaped by these issues. And we, we do hear some of those voices, but um, in watching the film, I just, I was struck to think about how often when we, when we um, hear about, um, you know, displacement or when we hear about 
the intervention of federal, provincial, national governments in Indigenous communities. Still today, we hear so much about sort of the more like the vision of these issues or like the sort of the pensée critique about these ideas. It's still often Indigenous people are framed as an example or a victim, but less about the vision discussion or like, you know, we'll hear from, you know, a, a, a writer or a politician, often non-Indigenous, to talk about more like, what does this mean for this society? But what I, I, I liked about this film was like, there wasn't any sort of framing of the character. It was just her experience. And in this moment, it felt very powerful. Thank you. Yes, I mean, it's, well, I guess naturally it would have not felt right to kind of uh, outline the issues or frame, frame them uh, too, too, too obviously. Um, and what I was interested in anyway was uh, the, the, this kind of interior reality, this, this personal journey of, of the character, uh, and, and which was new for me also, you know, I didn't uh, kind of design so, so much of the shoot or the material, it was just accompanying Olivia, like, okay, you're going to get the tattoo, you're going to have a conversation with your friend. <laughs> Uh, Nancy Saunders, who's also um, uh, part Inuk, part Quebecois uh, visual artist, uh, they wanted to talk about uh, mixed identity. So, okay, I'll film that. You'll talk about that uh, when she's beating alone uh, at night. Uh, you know, this this is uh, something of the the daily rhythm of our life that I thought was was uh, was important to have. So. Uh, there was no room to, or it was in the place to kind of want to outline the issue. Also, I wouldn't know myself sometimes how to summarize the, the, or synthesize those things, you know. And as you said, they, they're presented also in a way sometimes as if, uh, okay, we've acknowledged it. There's an issue as, as if we can frame it suddenly. It's simple. Now let's look for the solution. And if we all work together, it'll be fine. This is reassuring. Unfortunately, reality is much more complex. Uh, uh, there's all kinds of individual experiences uh, within the frame of these issues, and things are not that easily resolved. Um, it's not just with money or with good discourse that those things are resolved. So I wanted to stay out of that and, and, and just follow um, that. The, the way, the way those things are echoed through 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 someone and but we, we could simplify it and and bring back the issue on bring it back to the issue of identity which can reflect on the larger issues too but identity is one thing exactly that people want to be clear sometimes or want to be you know like people want the authentic indian or inuit uh so um or or there's a lot of you know claim to indigeneity by people who may have far ancestry and then they say oh but indigenous identity can be mixed and so all of this is so confused uh that that, that wanting to you know let alone murder indigenous women and these things just every topic that is touched upon in there can be so complex and confusing and is the object of such messy discourse uh in in the public forum that i'd rather not touch them but just an identity it's reflected perfectly by olivia who's like 
she has lucidity on it and she's not confused and she's not trying to please anyone. She's not trying to be more Inuk than she is. She's not trying to be more Quebecois uh, than she is. And for her to be Inuk is, is, is the primary ground. It's the foundation. But uh, as we see through her travel, through everything that she absorbs, her identity is, is global, you know, her, her trips to South America and Asia and back to Nunavik and her life in Montreal society, all of that make pieces of, of the construction of herself. And um, you really get like a sense of the world, her world in the film, which I appreciated, like the feeling. And so, I mean, for you, like, that's, that's a complicated thing to try to convey somebody's, like there's a very strong vibe to the film, like the emotion of the voice, like the character, Olivia's experience. Um, I guess, did, you, did that flow naturally or, or was that, I mean, how, how was it to work on that as a filmmaker? It's, it's a huge accomplishment. Uh, for the making itself, I mean, like, yeah, before I, I made, I made, when I made films with content, with documentary content, they were more about topics, large topics, environment, politics of relationship between Indigenous people and, and Canadian society or, or, or when that history and culture, things like that. So this kind of, uh, this core of human, personal human experience and drama in a character uh, was something uh, I, I wasn't used to. So um, I just followed. It's kind of interesting with the camera to just capture what, what your collaborator and, and lead character of whom you're making a portrait take you. You know, you, you follow that uh, and, and, and you adjust. Um, it's never, I mean, yeah, we could talk for a long time about little issues of filmmaking, every project, every film brings you a little challenge or a little stylistic or technical questions <laughs> you, uh, you, you try to learn about and try to resolve and improve from there. Even when someone is very genuine and, and you're, and yourself, you're very honest about the pro the process and everything. Uh, it's never easy to make things sound natural and real. Thing could be things could be totally out of reality and they don't they don't sound natural or things could be really scripted and 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 they'll sound natural and since olivia is doing theater now also uh we may have had that hesitation sometimes between like writing pieces of things that we want to say or just following things through uh true conversations um but in the end, I think what mattered was to have this mix of the voiceover, which is her, her own voice, her interior voice, and the discussion with, with, with her friend that fosters more things to, to, to come out. And in the voiceover also, then, I mean, what mattered to me is that she has full, full agency, first of all. I'm, I'm not directing uh, say this or say that. And in the editing, I'm not removing anything that she would think is essential or whatever you know we we just we agreed on the 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 part the background story that's what she gives the background story and she 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 tells about it the 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 way she wants um so for me 
that that's what was interesting to to try to how could I say just create the right channel for someone's voice more, more than crafting the story myself or directing it and there's also like really a sense of the rhythm I like I like the rhythm of the piece and so I like one shot that comes to my mind well two shots actually there's one where she's walking and you see the city uh, when she's walking and then there's another one where she's sitting on her porch having a cigarette I think that opens the film and you just get like sort of a, a feel like, and I like that there isn't like a very heavy, you just get a sense of this person in the city and, and, and then the film fills out all the, the um, aspects of her life and experience. And um, it brings up the question, you know, of, you know, what you mentioned in terms of like all this reckoning happening and, you know, I mean, around residential schools um, and this idea that this can be solved quickly. You see sort of, it's almost like the, the, you know, huge discussion that's happened out in the world. There's all these people like Olivia, indigenous people who are living with the consequences of this. And we sort of went over this, but it just made, makes you when you're viewing the film to think about the long echo of these issues that it, yeah. it keeps, you know, it's not something that's going to be summarized in a headline or an article or even a government policy. It's, you know, lives and they echo for a long time. That That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. The echo. And, and uh, these quiet times, uh, yes, they're, they're important. I think this this they're also always cinematically interesting. <laughs> the quiet dead times. Uh, that that that's where you 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 you're kind of free to 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 project on on the character and sometimes connect with them more than when things are being told or when action is happening. And and in in those moments, exactly, it's uh, it's Olivia alone thinking and it's her daily life. So having a cigarette on the balcony or beating alone at night, walking through, through, through the city. She's actually going to the tattoo parlor where she's going to get her tattoo, but I'm intercutting the time of that day because <laughs> she talks about it with her friend the day before. Well, you know, I, I finally decided I'm going to get that tattoo that reminds me of my mother and the, uh but yeah i mean and in those times she could be uh remembering uh her trips because we see uh the her own footage of uh her, her, her traveling through the parts of the world and to nunavik as much from her childhood than when she went back as a teenager uh or she could be thinking about that tattoo and what it means and this new transformation in all the stages she's gone through in constructing herself, dealing with the past and thinking of the future. Uh, so even if it's kind of dead silent time in a film, when you see that it, it, it works in resonance with the other things that are, that are said, I think they always important those moments, because if you just give the story and, and, and the subjects, uh it, it, yes you you get information but you're not given these moments where you just sense a bit how they resonate within the person 
Thanks for taking the time to share all this today. And the film will be showing on Thursday at Presence um, Octoctone. Um, and so I'd encourage people to visit the website. Um, we'll share that. Uh, if you have any points you'd like to share about the public screening in Montreal. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, yes, if anyone is interested, it's at 6.30 on Thursday. Uh, Olivia should be there with myself for a little Q&A. And I'm very pleased that it's part of a program of short film uh, that deals to some extent with uprooting as well with, with the other films. And at least one of them, uh, the, the film Take, it's by a Maori artist. It's like a dance experimental film um, about the ceremonial house in New Zealand that was uh, taken as a, as a collection piece moved to England. It's a very uh, strong film. I saw it at Imagine Native uh, uh, a couple of years ago. So I'm very uh, honored that uh, Metamorphosis is included in a program with uh, that piece as well. So I think it's, it's, a, it's an interesting program if people are looking for a screening of indigenous work of, uh, on Thursday. Thank you so much. Thanks to you. Have a good day. That was a conversation with uh, filmmaker Nicholas Renault uh, speaking about his work Metamorphosis. Um, and um, Nicholas is a teacher at Concordia University and is of mixed Indigenous and Quebecois heritage, a member of the Huron Wendat First Nation of Wendake. Um, uh, the film is showing this week uh, in Geogiage in Montreal as part of the First Peoples Festival, Presence Octoctone in the city. And I encourage people to uh, find that work and any other work by um, uh, Nicolas Renault. Uh, we're going to go out with some music uh, from the film, Metamorphosis. And I want to thank you again for tuning in to Free City Radio. This is the 54th edition. We share a new episode every Tuesday. Um, so I'd encourage you to um, uh, spread the word if you can. Um, this is a podcast I work on out of love, uh, trying to highlight voices and projects that I feel are really important. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, of course. Maybe you found us that way. Um, but... Uh, in either case, uh, please uh, let a friend know um, if, um, you know, if you like what you're hearing, uh, this is word of mouth and uh, that's how I, I can share the, the sort of this project. Um, obviously, there's no, you know, major uh, support uh, institutionally for Free City Radio, so uh, relying on you. Thanks for listening. Um, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Spirodon, S-P-I-R-O-D-O-N. Uh, my email is S-T-E-F-A-N dot C-H-R-I-S-T-O-F-F at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another episode next Tuesday. Uh, have a great day. Right. <laughs>